Michelle is a musician with albums released as Everyone Except Me and artist behind the post-apocalyptic webcomic Stray Cats. She's kind, a bit shy, and furiously creative. Henrik is a filmmaker with over two dozen films and TV shows as producer, director, and occasionally host. He also released a couple of music albums. He's bombastic, larger than life, and tenacious almost to a fault. Together, they've been best friends for a decade. This show is awkward. So is being recorded. Sorry. Why would you do that? I'm sorry. I just got excited. <laughs> you knew I was going to say so, Michelle. I didn't realize it started yet. I thought I had to click OK, and then it would be like, OK. Did Was there an OK? Yeah. I had to click OK. You had to agree to it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It says OK or leave meeting. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, just pretend that didn't happen. No, I can't now. It's in the ether. You have you have ruined everything I hold dear to me. I know. I am destroyed. I'm sorry. I am a man destroyed. I know. <laughs> How are you today, Michelle? I don't know. How are you? <laughs> well, thanks for giving me all your content. Um <laughs> I'm not bad, although I'm bummed. I, I wore a black shirt, um, mm. which actually is a great shirt. Hold on. I'm gonna, uh, for people who are listening, just um, pretend it's something cool you're seeing. Ooh, that is cool. It's a skeleton man hanging 10, surfing and literally throwing the hanging 10 hand symbol. Mm-hmm. I found it at five below for $5. And I was like, well, you're coming home with me, little skeleton man. Um, and yeah, so, but I'm bummed because I should have wore a lighter shirt. So you could see that I actually trimmed my beard some. Oh yeah, you did actually quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I actually shaped it like a person does, uh, because next week I'll be filming my cameo for, uh, one of the movies that I have to do a cameo for, and then I'll probably film the other one right after that. Good. And then I can go back to my, my, uh, my original form. I can, I can <laughs> shave my beard and stuff. Although it's short now, like it'll take a while to get as long as it was, but I can go back to what I like, but yeah. uh, not that I don't like this, this is actually okay, but it's just kind of standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the part I don't like so much. Um, although I did discover something really cool that I'm going to experiment with before I shave everything, which is the sides of my face have gotten so long, like, like so long that I could actually, if I wanted to wax them into my mustache and potentially make my mustache go all the way across so cool. my cheeks. So I'm going to try that because yeah, one of it. the cameos I'm doing is in a Western. So that it might actually work mm-hmm. like to yeah. do that. Yeah. So I, I'm going to try that. Speaking of Western. So, uh, I just, uh, when people are listening to this, I'll actually, you know, recording on Wednesday and releasing on Monday is so weird. Um, well, though, because of the, like making movies on the weekend, the way I often do, mm-hmm. cause, uh, cause it's like, okay, well, by the time you guys listen to this, let me give you a recap of the first weekend, but the second weekend will be over when you mm-hmm. hear this. <clears throat> but you know, those who've been listening have definitely wondered because we talked at length last week about what my job is like, what directing movies is like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and, and I've been sick and all this stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. and my first time back directing since COVID and all that. And, um, it went well. I mean, it went very, very well. Good. Um, in fact, it went so well that I did what I do whenever anything is going well. I started to panic, became convinced I was mistaken, mm-hmm. became convinced that I was just simply not aware. Now, of course, 
that that makes some sense, not just because of horrible anxiety disorder, but also because I uh, have been completely exhausted. You know, the the shoot was good, but it was exhausting for me. It was some of the hardest I've worked in a really long time. So, so, you know, yesterday I definitely was kind of dazed and can, you know, confused here and there. Like I was just sleeping a lot and resting. And, and then all of a sudden I, I literally, I'm not joking. I literally sat up and was like, wait, have I, are we really going to be done? If we shoot just these next few days that we have scheduled, are we really going to be done? Are we getting everything? So then I did butt math of the total pages shot every day and was like, no, the number doesn't add up. The number doesn't add up. It has fractions in it and stuff. Oh. I mean, there's no way I could actually do the math, right? Mm-hmm. So Maybe. so then I'm like, ah. So then I decided, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit down with the schedule on my iPad with a pencil, with an Apple pencil, and I'm just going to go, there's scene one, check. Scene two, check. Scene three. Now I have to move all over the schedule to find them, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, and I would just check them. And any scene I didn't find, I would write down. I'd be like, okay, yeah. I didn't find scene five. We don't have that scheduled. Now, the way this film works that we're, we're using, and this is, you know, a reveal of movie magic, but we're using stock footage for some of the stuff. Like there's an exterior of a barn and we we needed a really rustic looking barn. Mm-hmm. So we used stock footage of like an actual barn from like, that was made in the 1800s. So stuff like that is its own scene technically, because we cut to the barn and then you see it for a minute and then it cuts to something else. So it's its own scene technically speaking yeah those scenes are obviously not going to be on the schedule because we don't film them they're already they already exist right but um when you have 66 scenes in this script i can't keep them all straight not Mm -hmm. even close you know when somebody says we're shooting scene 16 i just blink until i'm looking at the script reading the scene and then i go ah Mm -hmm. now it makes sense so i wrote down all the scenes that were missing and i sent them to my producing partner and I said, Hey, I don't, I'm not saying that you missed anything, but this is my audit of like, what isn't in the schedule. Just make sure all of these are things that aren't supposed to be in the schedule and we're golden. And she mm-hmm. said, she was so nice. She not only wrote me back and confirmed it, she actually put down what each of those scenes was, which I didn't okay. need to know, but it, it did ease my mind even more. Yeah. So yeah. it's just, I've made a million movie schedules and I've missed scenes before it caught it later, but I missed it at the first go. So yeah. I just wanted to help. Yeah. Also, I was just sitting by myself and I didn't know what to do with myself. And it was either that or cry. So I worked <laughs> on the damn movie. Okay. Um, but no, so the, the shoot went great. We worked uh, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. So not crazy long hours, but not short, a short day either. Mm-hmm. Uh, crazy short day either. We got ahead every day, which is excellent. Uh, our weather. So from a rain standpoint, we did great. <laughs> Um, but it was very, very, very hot. Yeah. Uh, topped off at almost 88 degrees and yes. sunny. That's pretty warm. Yeah, it's pretty warm. So on the first day we did all right, but, um, one of our crew got a little too much sun and started feeling sick. And then on the second day I got too much sun and started feeling sick, but then we lucked out cause after lunch it got cloudy. And it just stayed mostly cloudy the rest of the day. And man, that makes a difference. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what's crazy. They're predicting probably no rain this weekend. There's a small chance of rain on one of the days. Very small chance, like 20% chance. So it it says it's not going to rain. Mm -hmm. You know that thing where it shows the cloud with no rain, but it says 20% chance? Yeah. That's what we have right now. But 
the high on Saturday is 61 degrees. Wow. That's like ridiculously comfortable. Yeah. After we sweated our balls off. And oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> so we're shooting a scene on Sunday, the hotter day of the two days. We'd already, because we'd filmed some stuff prior, we filmed the scene with them at a campfire at night because, you know, that's an awesome looking sequence. Well, we had to get some scenes of them at that same campfire during the daytime. Sure. And I had, I, I was looking at the fire and I was like, wow, that fire's really been built up considering like all they're using it for in the script is to cook. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that the crew was putting more wood on it kept putting more wood on it and i was like guys do you have any idea how hot it is outside like the actors went and sat by it and i was like you guys okay because they're sitting by like a roaring fire and it's 88 Mm -hmm. degrees outside (laughs) so suffering for art is important you know Mm -hmm. so if you're not suffering then what are you even doing um so (laughs) uh but no so but it went really well we actually shot ahead uh, so much so that on Sunday we were shooting stuff for the following weekend and it looks like this following this weekend coming up, we're going to be shooting stuff for the next, whatever we can for the next weekend, cool. which is also really uh, good news because next weekend, the weather report is really spotty right now. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's so far out. Yeah. <clears throat> it'll probably change a bunch, but we've been really lucky so far. So I'm very happy with how things went. Uh, my self-esteem is bizarrely high because I did the thing I believe that I am good at and yeah. it made me feel good about myself. Um, I also uh, uh, have nothing else to say about that. I just, I just did, I did, I did good. It's been a very challenging year um, mm. and I'm happy to be back doing the thing I like to do so much. Good. Yeah. I'm really glad it went well. So, well, you knew everything because I called you on the, my drive home every day from set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, and it was, it was nice. I was like, I just want to update you. Also, if you could just help me stay awake, <laughs> that would be really great. Cause I was just well enough to be driving myself to set every day. I did a movie once where I wasn't quite well enough to drive myself to set. Um, yeah. right after my surgery. Yeah. Um, so I was able to drive myself to set every day. Although part of me was like, man, I wish I'd made someone drive me, but I also, they needed my, the crew needs my car to carry gear. Like Mm -hmm. I need, I need a, I show up with the production Prius, a Prius jam packed with everything you could need to make a movie in one (laughs) Prius with absolutely no passenger space whatsoever. (laughs) So (laughs) I remember uh, going out to do a job out in Pennsylvania once as a director of photography and the director didn't really give me details. Like I sent him a list of all the stuff I had that he, he had at his disposal, what types of lights, you know, what types of lenses. And he just didn't really respond. So I just packed everything I could. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to a director of photography's toolbox, I mean, yeah, lenses is obvious. Yeah, camera is obvious. Yeah, a, a stabilizer is obvious. Yeah, drone is obvious if you have one. You know, yeah, another a second camera is obvious if you have one. Yes, lights are obvious. Light modifiers are obvious. But then there's things like, fog machine fog machine will help diffuse light it can make a very interesting looking scene mm-hmm. so i literally like filled the car with all the basics and then just stuffed anything else i could get like a fog <laughs> machine and of course you know i get there and i have like fog machines and like uh uh milk crates full of like 
cabling and and little extra things and all this stuff never used any of it but yeah. i drove it all nine hours each way yeah. so and, and i kept, appreciated that yeah oh yeah oh yeah and i kept thinking man if my car went off the road right now i would lose a lot of money if i lived <laughs> um although i think that would technically be covered by my car's insurance policy but yeah um, maybe but i'm not a doctor so don't take any insurance advice from me so <laughs> so uh so Michelle, though you are having a very eventful day, I guess you're getting new brakes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good though, because stopping in your car is always a good idea. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm just getting new front brakes. Oh, apparently the the back brakes are okay, probably for another year. I feel like you misled me into thinking you were getting all new brakes in order to make me think you were cool. Oh, sorry. I I mean I did, but I'm sorry. <laughs> But, but oh sorry no please no no it's no okay. no say a thing oh um so yeah so my car is just being inspected because I live in PA so you have to get your car inspected by some <laughs> private place so they can charge you whatever they feel like uh-huh. yeah oh that's so but sad it's it's sad I guess but yeah so I went to my mechanic and he called me and he was like hey so your car's looking good I'm gonna pass you. But you're going to need new front brakes soon. Like, so maybe like in three months you can come back. And I was like, could you just give me new brakes now? Like, why would I come and I back and pay for them? Months? Yeah. Then they just be part of the inspection fee. And he was like, sure, <laughs> sure, whatever. I, I don't need money to survive. Um, so, but yeah. Well, good. I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, we don't do inspections in Ohio, so no. we used to, we used to do a, a, a emissions check or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's over. Yeah. No. That's been over for a while. Yeah. So, um, sorry that you have to live in Pennsylvania and do that. It's, it's I, okay. Otherwise, I like Pennsylvania. I it's just, I, I mean, I, when I lived in New Jersey, I feel mm-hmm. like the statute of limitations is up. I kept my car registered in Ohio because the insurance was cheaper and I never had to get an inspection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so for several, several years, my car still had Ohio plates and you know, when you'd get uh, pulled over or whatever, you could be like, oh, I'm just visiting someone. <laughs> and you could get away with it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I remember because I got pulled over in this one little township and the guy had mentioned, like, what are you doing here? I was like, oh, I've been visiting for a little while. Might start working out here. I don't know why that's the one I went with, but I went mm-hmm. with that. Um, oh, I guess because at the time I didn't know that in two years I would be gone. So <laughs> maybe I, I knew one day I would have to eventually, if I had stayed in New Jersey for 10 years, I would eventually have to like move everything there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Someday I, knowing me, I would have put it off for 10 years, but so it was like, uh, he was like, Oh, well, you know, if you're here more than this amount of time, you gotta, you gotta get registered. And I was like, Oh, understood. And then I never drove through that township ever yeah. again. I just took the, there was a state route that went right around that township. So I just mm-hmm. used that to get to the stop and shop. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny because, you know, I visited the last time I visited, I drove through that township and I was like, ah, I don't even illegally or I'm not illegally, but I'm not even pretending I live somewhere else. And I'm in a different <laughs> make and model car. Yeah. No, no one will know. No one can ever know. You know but, um, 
But no, so, well, I'm glad your car is safe to drive. Me too. Me too. Uh, I just thought it was weird because, like, I, I think, you know, it's a, you know, it's a small, like, family-owned shop. I think they have a lot of people who, like, don't, can't afford to do things in their car. And they always think that I can't, or maybe they just think I can't. So they're always like, ah, you know, you can wait. And I was like, it's three months. Like, what's going to be different in three months? Well, like, have you had a lot of work done there? Yeah. Well, the, the, I mean, in my experience, when I have a shop that I go to all the time, mm-hmm. they, they tend to be very um, realistic and friendly about when you need to come back. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're not going to be like, look, this is looking pretty bad. They'll be like, eh, but you know, you're, we know when you need this, you're going to come here. So you should probably mm-hmm. do this in the next few months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the way my, my local uh, mechanic is. That makes so sense. they've been really good to me. So was my old, my old good year. I miss that good year. That was the best Sorry. mechanic experience I had was that damn good year. Uh, I miss them, but they, they were great about that too. They'd be like, ah, I think you definitely get away with four months of this, but definitely get it done when you can. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, thanks. Cause I was super duper friggin' broke back then. Yeah. So yeah. now I'm only super broke, but not super duper friggin'. That's good. Finger guns. So, <laughs> but of course, it, it, this show is weird for me because I have almost nothing else in my life but movie right now. <laughs> like, I'm too tired to have a life. Um, I will say um, big ups to my ancestors because I somehow did not get a sunburn. It's pretty good. I'm impressed, man. I mean, I know, I know how my melanin works and stuff. This camera, I'm like lit by like the whitest light ever. I don't look, I don't look tan at all. No, you don't. Um, (laughs) I'm actually like, like easily three shades darker than I was before the shoot. And we were applying sunscreen constantly, but shit happens when you're in direct sunlight, especially Mm -hmm. Um, the, the new joke. So when I did, okay. When I did the first Western I ever did, which was called Calamity Jane's Revenge, weather was literally in the 90s. We had one day it hit 97 degrees. Wow. It was very, very hot out. And we were all working very hard. We were working long hours. And I had like those wet towels you put on the back of your neck to cool yourself down. I had all the stuff to try and keep people okay. And one of my rules is if you're working outdoors and it's going to be more than, you know, 50 degrees – Ice cold water has to always be available. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, freezing cold water. You have a you have a cooler full of ice and water. Period. And uh, this time uh, next weekend, although now of course it's not going to be as hot, I got Gatorade for everybody too because I realized Aww. that might have helped a little more yeah. um, as well because we were sweating our, our balls off. But like, so like it was so hot. <laughs> Uh, I would stop everything and grab a fresh ice cold bottle of water and just down half of it as fast as I could just to get my core to feel cool. Aww. I'd be like, oh, it's good stuff. Um, but on, on Jane, I learned a lot about how to handle um, heat. And the joke on the set of this movie was people would always say like when they would see me, they would quote me and go, uh, hey, where's your big floppy hat? Cause that's what I say. People walk mm-hmm. out of their car. And I'm like, Hey, where's your big floppy hat? Cause I tell everybody I'm like, guys, the rule is big floppy hat. Mm-hmm. So some people will be like, I'm wearing a ball cap. And I'd be like, all right, tell you back of your neck. I said, rest in peace. 
Yeah. I wear a big floppy hat with the thing that hangs down off the back over the back of my neck. Um, so yeah. Anyway, yeah. where, Hey, where's your big floppy hat? <laughs> One of the Henrik quotables. So yeah. ironically, I, I, I could not find those wet towels for the backs of people's necks. Oh no. I couldn't find them. I bought a ton of them, but I couldn't find them. So I bought more. And of course now it looks like we probably won't have another day that even hits 80 the rest of production, of course, the moment I spend the money. If it's if it's in like the 50s, you should give them to people anyway and be like, you have to wear them. And then everyone will be like shivering. <laughs> I'm like, quiet on set. <laughs> I can hear your teeth chattering on the body mic. Stop it. So, Bring some more cold water. <laughs> Here's some more cold water. So, no, it was a good experience. But yeah, so I guess, though, if I wanted to explain how stupid I am. So I somehow didn't get a sunburn. I somehow, I mean, I managed to not get sunstroke by being smart, taking breaks. We had a canopy up. So people during the, you know, during solar noon, we could go under the canopy and have some shade. Uh, although the bee, bees just kept flying into the friggin' canopy, which was really fun because I'm, I'm allergic. Yeah. I just sit there and be like, oh crap, there's a bee in here. And I'm like, are you sure it's a bee and not a wasp? And they're like, yeah, it's a bee. And I'm like, all right, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, no, that's a yellow jacket. I'm like, ah, fuck. It's always going to be a, like a yellow jacket because if it's a bee, like, why is it just hanging out in a tent? Yeah. Like, what's it doing there? So we, we, we shoot, you know, we're, we're shooting stuff. I'm getting a massive amount of sun mm-hmm. just woo. Uh, which actually felt kind of nice. Cause I've been indoors for forever. It feels like it was kind of nice to work outside for two, two whole days. Good. Good. Uh, kind of, you know, inspired my blue collar mentality yeah well because making movies is blue collar it is it it really is um you know the editing and the sales all that stuff is white collar but being out there you're handling equipment you're driving trucks you're like it's blue collar and uh and i enjoyed that a lot and then the next day rachel and i are just hanging out and we're like uh we're both well i'm really tired she's normal tired i'm like so tired i can't think and it's like oh what are we gonna do today and it's like let's go to the grocery store so we go to the grocery store real quick and i'm like you know what since we're out let's go get the bottled water for everybody for next week because i don't know why exactly but sam's club is selling bottled water so cheap i thought like they should just give it away for free 40 bottles of water for two dollars and 99 cents yeah it doesn't make any sense 40 four zero for 2.99 maybe they just really care about you I think they may have overstocked from when people were hoarding Mm -hmm, and now they need to get it out of there. But uh, that's a massive gain. I mean, I I think that normally I would expect to pay about $8 for that. So it's still not a lot. I'm always, every time I make a movie, I'm always surprised how cheap bottled water is when you buy like multi-packs. Cause Mm -hmm. I remember one time I I couldn't get to Sam's club. So I was like, ah, I have to buy it at Kroger. And I was like, oh, I'm paying like a dollar 20 more. Like it's still cheap. So, but no, so we bought an ass load of bottled water. Cause I'm hoping maybe this will be enough for the rest of the production. And, uh, we bought some Gatorade, you know, bought some stuff for the movie. And then after that, I w- I literally just looked at her and I was like, we should go to Caesar's Creek and sit on the beach and like get in the water. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah, and we're already out. Let's go get bait. Let's just go get new brand new bathing suits and we'll go to five below and get some like stupid water toys and let's just go do it. And she got really excited because this is how, so I don't mean to cast any shade on how I was raised. Mm. Okay. I was raised in a loving household where we were broke a lot. And 
about a year, two years ago, no, a year ago, Rachel and I went to a place called Caesars Creek. It's a giant lake, you know, with a beach and everything. And she had said, like, we should just go to Caesars Creek and we can, like, swim and play around and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, "Ah, I don't know. I mean, I've heard good things about I've heard that place is fun, but I don't know. And then she was like, come on, we should go. And I was like, well, okay. And then I literally was like, well, how much does it cost? Do I need cash? And she was like, it's it's free. I mean, your tax dollars pay for it, but, like, you just drive up, park, and then go in the water. And I was like, really? And she was like, yeah. And I was like. When I was a kid, we didn't do stuff, okay? Like, we <laughs> we paid bills and we watched movies. Like, that mm-hmm. was what my childhood was mostly. My dad got to do all the fun stuff because he was, you know, he was weekend dad. Well, he wasn't even weekend dad. He was summer break dad. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd go see him for a few weeks in the summer. So, you know, he was the one who would take me on fishing trips. He was the one who would take me to the beach. And, of course, it didn't hurt that he lived, you know. I don't know, uh, uh, you know, 620 miles closer to the ocean than, than we did. That yeah. also helps. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, so he would do all the fun stuff and mom, you know, gets stuck with the mundane stuff. You know, mom's got to make sure I eat my sandwich, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Right. Like I ever needed to be told, like, eat your sandwich. <laughs> I was not one of those kids. Although, you know, what's funny. So because I grew up so kind of bare bones, um, we just, you know, I like to call it, I had a utilitarian childhood. And okay. it made me a very utilitarian person. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like I have a friend who just got back from a 10 day vacation. They're 10 years younger than me. They're 24 years old. They just got back from a 10 day vacation. That is almost more days than all of the vacations I've taken in my life combined. Yeah. What actually it might be. No, no, not quite. Cause last year I did, t- I took more vacations than normal. Cause I desperately needed to get out of the house, mm-hmm. but still like when I go on vacation, it's maybe three days. Yeah. So it's like nothing against them. It's just that the way I grew up, we didn't do that. We mm-hmm. just didn't. It was too expensive or, or we had too much to do or, or, or what have you. So I don't remember what my point was. Oh, utilitarian childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> it's a great way to say like we were just cheap. Um, do me a favor. Yeah. Tap your mic. Your mic is not on. No, no. That's why I'm so quiet. Cause nobody here. No, damn it. What? It's, it, it is on. It's, it's totally on. Like I can see it on, but it is obviously not. Okay. Well, I can't change it now. <laughs> it's okay. We're committing to it. Oh, you, you, you bumped it and I heard it really loud and I went, Oh no. And I was hearing bleed of me talking, which made me oh, wonder if I the thought, mic was close. Yeah. I thought that. Yeah. It's okay. Michelle went to school for audio stuff. <laughs> how, how am I supposed to know that that I, I can't hear? Like, I can't, like, I'm not listening to my voice back, so I can't hear what's going on. I just have to assume that things are okay. <laughs> Why did the settings change? I didn't change the settings. I, you must have changed the settings. No, I haven't had this plugged in since last week. Let's let's move on. Damn. <laughs> it's okay. You sound perfectly fine. Sure. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to get rid of this microphone. <laughs> what? You're breaking the illusion. Okay. <laughs> I'll put it like way close. <laughs> I don't want anyone to see my face. I'm just. Yeah. I'm going to just hide it. behind the microphone. So, 
I, I'm trying to remember what my point was about utilitarian childhood, and now I've lost it. <laughs> and Michelle is properly um, shamed. So uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Michelle. It, how would I know? I'm tapping it, and it's, it's lighting up that it's being tapped. So I know that it is connected. To- oh, wait, yeah, it's definitely connected. But I mean, in, in Zencaster, if you click the drop down, does it say that you're connected to? Yeah. Oh, man, I, I can see it. It says headset microphone. Default. I didn't do that. I didn't change but it. But I'm just telling you that like even I can see it on my I mean end. I can see it too, but I didn't have the drop down <laughs> I didn't have the drop down menu open, so what am I supposed to do? <laughs> and it won't let me change it right now. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. No, it's, it's just not really okay. funny. No. It's making me laugh. I mean Well that's nice. <laughs> um I wish I could remember. I had a point about utilitarian childhood and now it's completely gone. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. Uh, we were all too busy laughing at Michelle's expense. Yeah. I hope people comment. Ha 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 on YouTube and stuff. I'm sure they um, will. <laughs> poor Michelle. Look how embarrassed she is. Everybody look at her. <sighs> they can't. <laughs> as you, as you bump the mic. Cause who cares? Yeah. It doesn't matter. That would explain why when we were doing the test, you're like, it's clipping now. Like, are you sure it's not? Loud oh, right. Enough? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Oh Lord. Um, so, uh, man, what was my point about utilitarian childhood? Do you, can you help me with that? Do you know, do you have so any clue where I was going? You were hanging out at the beach and oh. you were talking about how you don't, didn't do that as a kid. <laughs> And you didn't even know it didn't cost money, which I don't know either because I don't live there. So, <laughs> um, I my point well, my point was just you know it's just we we I grew up differently than some people mm-hmm. I guess, and nothing against it at all. And now that I'm in my 30s, I'm actually like starting to think like I should save some money and go on some trips, <laughs> do yeah. some fun things. It probably would be good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I was always you know I I've been sacrificing my you know that's been my thing. Is, is just sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. So, um, but I love what I do. It was worth it to, to get to a point where I could make movies for a living. I just had to sacrifice a lot. Mm-hmm. Went on my first vacation when I was uh, 29. Wow. Yeah. Two days. And I was nervous about it the whole time. I was like, oh. man, I'm going to be away for two days. Yeah. I like how now you're just like touching the mic and like yeah, holding I mean, this, onto it for comfort. At this point, I mean, this is comfortable. So I'll just stay. <laughs> well, uh, Michelle, do you have anything you want to say for yourself before we leave? No. <laughs> do you want to, to tell people your exact educational status no. with, with, in relation to sound and music? No. You know, so I, I, I subscribe to a couple of YouTube channels that like do microphone tutorials and do microphone reviews. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they say to do every single time you do a recording is scratch the, the tip, the, the front of your microphone to make sure it's on, that it's actually well, the thing you're recording. Well, that's nice, but I'm not, I can't hear my microphone. So. No, but you can see the waveform. I thought that it looked right. <laughs> and I could have heard it for you. I mean, but he, he mentioned like literally this guy who's done like 185, you know, YouTube podcasts. He had said, he was like, I've done entire videos where I had to go in and like correct them a ton because I realized I was using Max built in microphone, mm-hmm. even though I had like a $800 microphone right in mm-hmm. my face. Yep. Yep. It's okay, Michelle. We all still like you. 
No, you don't. Nobody ever liked me. <laughs> Guys, if you like Michelle, uh, here's how we're going to prove it. Here's how we're going to oh. prove that people like Michelle. This is very self-serving. Go to awkwardshow.com and click on tip jar and tip any amount and say, I like Michelle in the comment. You don't have to do that. Please do that. It's okay. I'm spending a lot of money finishing this movie. Please. Do- <laughs> Although I want, I want to say real quick before we take off a uh, big thank you to Craig Cohen, by the way, he actually sent in without any, I mean, I just, now I'm being shameless about like, please send some money. Um, but, uh, he's he, without any prompting, sent some money in to help feed the cast and crew. Cause he just wanted to really thank nice. you, Craig. You are a mensch, my friend. So, uh, Michelle, so for myself and for Michelle and her not on microphone, I'm sorry. It's on. It's just not. It's just in not use. Yeah, it's just going into the computer and then not going anywhere from there. <laughs> Do you feel like this is a proper? Um, this is a proper like metaphor for your life. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> hey, but look on the bright side. Uh, your mechanic didn't call in the middle of the show. Oh, really? Not yet. Yeah, I bet he'll just forget now and not call me until like I call them at like four and be like, can I have my car back? And they're like, oh yeah, it's been done for like five hours. Well, maybe maybe it's time. Maybe things are going to start coming up, Michelle. Thanks for listening. You can email us at thisshowisawkward at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com or whatever. See you next time.